Better listen very carefully. A good martial artist does not become tense, but ready. Essentially, at this point, the fight is over. So you pretty much flow with the goal. Who is worthy to be trusted with the secret to limitless power? I'm ready. Man, I'm so pumped because I am hydrated by our good friends at Sodi. Sodi are an Australian brand who are keeping all the best athletes hydrated. Or maybe you're just a thirsty human and you are trying to be a bit less thirsty. This is my favorite flavor. This is salty grapefruit. Seriously underrated. Very fresh. Now, essentially, we are human walking oceans. We need to have sodium, potassium, and magnesium in our blood. And that's what these guys have done. So Jason Kale at Sodi have put together this beautiful product. And you, my friends, can get a discount when you order with the discount code BULLETPROOF15 for 15% off. And you can stay very hydrated. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another Bulletproof for BJJ podcast. When coaches get injured, now this is a tough problem. If you run a gym, uh, you own a gym, you coach, and then you've got an injury and it's like, oh, I can't stop rolling, my students need me, I can't stop teaching, I've got to keep this whole thing going. But the injuries are getting worse, the niggles are piling up. I think that this is a real thing, a real serious thing that doesn't get talked about. So you might even see it looking at your own coach. You're like, man, coach seems a bit, you know, they still roll. Busted up. Busted. They're, they're taped up. They're mummified, you know. Like, we, we know a few, a few coaches like this, don't we? Almost all of them. <laughs> Unfortunately, I'm yes. actually struggling to think of one that's not, not. representative of this. Yeah. Yeah, so he, yeah, here's what I've observed. Um, and obviously for us, it comes at great frustration because a lot of our friends are coaches, run academies. We want to help them. We're like half decent at helping people on the mats like get better from injuries That's and like avoid do. getting injured. And naturally they're our friends and, <laughs> and you're like, hey man, you open to some advice on that? And they're like, yeah, sure. But inside they're like, no. Nah. Nah, never take it. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I've, I've identified two things. The, the first thing is that, and, and almost every coach expresses this, like injuries are going to happen, right? Of course. You're going to get injured. And the unfortunate truth is that as you get further down the jiu-jitsu path, your injuries are going to become more abundant mm-hmm. because you accumulate more damage. The compounding. Yeah, more wear and tear. So by the time, and you know, maybe this is less relevant these days because the, the, the ages are changing, but generally for us it's like after purple belt, Mm. that's where you start to see like the brown belts are pretty beaten up the black belts are really beaten up they'll still fuck you up yeah but you watch them outside of training and they're like crippled yeah um just the amount of strapping tape yeah the limp and the the fucking shoulders dp all the things like people will do whatever it takes to get them to the mat so they can perform their jujitsu but man the quality of life outside of that is is painful yes so you know, so so naturally, by the time you're a coach, and here's the other thing with coaching, like you often have to roll a lot, mm. and you're often rolling just because you need to participate in the class. Maybe you got to even up the numbers or something. I think you know, and this is kind of off to the side, but one of the tough things about being a coach is that you have to jump in and roll sometimes, and you haven't been warming up. 
No. You've been standing around instructing the class. Yeah. And then it's like you've got to jump in and fucking do some... You're not physically prepped. Yeah. And so it's like, it's, it's really not an ideal situation, right, for your body. But in any case, all, all these coaches I'm talking about have expressed, but I have to keep rolling. I can't yeah. take time off. Because, you know, we go and visit a place and, you know, have some roles, we have a good time. And the coach's like, hey, man, I've got a thing. I've got this shoulder thing. Can you help yeah. me with that? And usually what like usually with any kind of issue that's like pretty chronic, i.e. has been going on for a long time and is giving them ongoing pain or discomfort, usually it's going to be like, hey, you want to start to do this kind of rehab strength stuff and you're probably going to want to back off jits for a period of time just sure. so that you can get ahead of this thing. Yeah. And coach is always like, man, I, I can't stop rolling. Yeah. And there's this belief there that if they stop rolling, that the gym is going to fall apart. But do you think also there might be a little bit of shame wrapped up in that? Like like a fallibility in like, oh, I'm the coach, but I've got to be strong for my people. Yes. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah, but then, I, but then I, like, if I then think, well, what happens if you ruptured your ACL? If you ruptured your ACL, yeah. you're out, you're in a knee brace, and probably, and I, like I was not coaching jiu-jitsu, but I was coaching in the gym. Of course. When that happened to me, I'm like, okay, i got no option There's now. So no I just got to find a way to run a class where I'm not demonstrating everything myself. So do you like, think it's just that the injuries are not bad enough yeah. that it just wipes them out? So yeah. they just keep finding ways to work around. Yeah, because it's easier It's easier to just roll and to just get in there than it is to go, uh, to sit back and go, oh, how do I find a way around this? So do you think it is warranted or do you think it's valid, this position of, well, if I don't roll, then my academy fucking goes away all my students will go away they won't respect me or what what unpack that a little bit for me what do you think is behind that thinking so i definitely i definitely think it's valid right like i understand where that comes from right and if you are running a small gym and you know like i can i can identify this say with adam when he started vantage sure was like um him and i were the only kind of higher belts there mm. and so you know if he wasn't going to be there like you know whatever he had to babysit one night. He can't be there. He knows I'm coming in. He's like, Joey, I'm not coming in tonight. I'm really sorry because I know yeah. we normally get the hard rounds. That's important because he knows that without him there, my training experience is not going to be what it usually is. Right. Right? Not a problem now because there's a bunch of killers there. Sure. But I know that in those early stages, the coach is looking out for every individual and it's like, fuck, sometimes like the coach is pivotal in making sure that those couple of people have a good session. The leadership. Yeah, so I, I, do, I do think that's valid. But I think that it's also... Short term. I, I think it's short term and I think it's a bit... Um, it's a, I think that you're seeing your business as being really fragile. Right. Really fragile in the sense that, oh, I've got, a, I've got someone who's pretty good coming in on Wednesday nights, but I'm all beat up, but I have to roll with them, otherwise they're going to cancel their membership. They are not going to cancel their membership. Like if you said to that, those few really good people, hey, dudes, I'm sorry, i got to take the next few weeks off. I'm still going to be there, but I can't, I can't roll because I've just got to let this thing – like they're yeah. going to understand that. I, 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 I agree with you. I agree with and you. And I would say if they didn't understand, if they're like, no, nah, if I have a week here where I'm not rolling with you, I'm quitting. You're like, well – You suck. It was probably going to fall apart at some point anyway. Yeah. I guess the only thing is because jiu-jitsu does hit you with all these things in a chronic way, are you then just always never rolling because you're always got something, right? Like, I, 
there is a value. This is the double-edged sword of like the mental toughness of jiu-jitsu folks. They're willing to be in so much pain and so much, you know, because eating a degree of discomfort is integral to you getting good at jiu-jitsu. Yeah. That you, you know, you eat that cross face so you can retain your guard and then you, you know, like you do, you go through pain and discomfort in the name of improving at jiu-jitsu, but then people apply that same mentality to injuries, not knowing that that little bit of pain in your knee turns into a lot of pain in your knee, turns into thousands of dollars worth of surgery and disablement, blah, blah. Yeah. But if we think about the nature of jiu-jitsu, you do have to like, you know, I can't remember which clip it was. Maybe it was Josh Hinger or someone. They went for a takedown and the person kicked and it just, their finger was sideways and they're like, ah, their finger was pointing like that. And then they just went whack. Yeah. And just knocked it back in. They're like, all right, good to go. Let's keep going. Right. You need that. You, you have to yeah. have a degree of that to be a top, like be a black belt. Yeah. You need a degree of toughness. At what point does that, n- is injury not part of jujitsu? Like at what, do you ever Yeah, get where to do you do draw ju- the line? Yeah. Where can you say, I have to fucking take care of this right now versus I need to just grit and bear it? Yeah, it's a really good question. I don't know. <laughs> I think at the end <laughs> of the right- Come on, Joe, yeah, give like, us all the answers. Yeah, right? Like it's hard to say, it's a personal thing. But I would say like- I guess like if it's if it's affecting your your life day to day, like because of pain and discomfort, okay, it's it's potentially like we need to do something about this. If it is affecting your ability to improve on the mats, yep. Like if it's like uh, every time I roll, my shoulder gets worse. I actually, if anyone mounts me now, I just have to tap because my shoulders are fucked. Okay, that's that's a problem, right? Mm. So I don't know, but they're just a couple of questions. I'm sure we could come up with more, but that might indicate. All right, you've now crossed the threshold where you're now not being tough. Yep. You're not practicing toughness. You're just being an idiot. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Right. And when you know when I when you meet a coach and they're like, "Hey, I've got this chronic thing, and it's it's really killing me, man. It's so sore." We know what the end of that. Like, if they just we keep doing what they're doing, goes. yeah, it doesn't equal you getting any better and getting through this and being the awesome leader of your academy that you want to no. be. It ends up. I don't know, you have to take six months off to get a shoulder surgery yeah. or you have to fucking stop coaching altogether or yeah. like it, it only ends badly. So it's like, okay, you got to eat shit for a period of time so that you can continue on with this journey and be that the tough jujitsu player that you want to be. Yeah, you know, to continue. And actually I was going to say like this reminds me of like I read, uh, I read a book, I think uh, maybe it was Atel Gawand, maybe. On being mortal, yeah, dude, it's pretty pretty grim. It talks about your your health span, your lifespan, and your health span, and depending on how healthy you are, you might spend a long period of your life suffering in Ill, in illness and demise. And the mistake that we make is when we go, "Oh, I'll get surgery, that will put me back to where I was." Almost never, almost never, especially as you get older. Generally, you get the surgery. So if we go, this is where you were when you got injured. And then surgery brings you back down here. When you come back up, it doesn't mean you were back where you were. Mm. It's not as simple as, oh, in, can you replace my elbow with a bionic elbow and now my elbow is better? Yeah. No, we're not at that stage, my friends. And what he was saying is it's a diminishing return. Every surgery you have, every major like cardiac arrest you have, you're getting lower and lower and lower and you're never coming back up to health yeah. of where you were. So a lot of people have this mechanized and we we've used this analogy before of like a car and 
you know, a flat tire. And but it's not. It's not like you can just replace the air filter. Like, it, basically, if you have a major structural issue, the joint is not the same thereafter. Yeah, and, you know, even if it's ninety five percent, you've still lost that lost that five percent, and that has carry over to other parts of your body. So this idea of just neglecting your body up until the point you have to re- replace or fix part of your body, it's it's a bit of a down. It's it's a, a slope of decline not improvement yeah and prevention you know we all know like prevention is definitely the better way to approach it but yeah so i I just think um i think that generally like a lot like a lot of coaches that's a real scarcity mindset it's like if i'm not rolling on the mat this whole shit falls apart goes away and i would really argue that no like your students are not going to lose any respect for you Mm -mm. in fact your students are probably talking about that fucking injury of yours and how they feel bad every time they yeah. attack your arm or, you know, like, yeah. and they're probably going to be like, oh, it's good that so-and-so has taken some time off finally. Like, you know. Because it, do- it sets the example for the academy, right? Yeah, and I think this brings us to the second point, which is that, like, these coaches are actually really poor role models for injury management to their mm. students. Yeah. Like, they're showing their students the worst way. They're just showing their students you should ignore your injuries and roll anyway. Yeah. And like, yeah, it's great. Mental toughness. Awesome. Your students are probably like statistically not going to put up with as much pain and discomfort in regular life as you do. And so they're going to quit and they're going to stop paying a membership when they quit. Mm. So you actually there, like if you want to be that leader, like show them the good way to do it so that they understand, oh, okay, if I'm really busted up, it's okay to take three, four, six weeks off do the rehab piece. Oh, cool. Yeah, the gym's really like we've got a culture of rehabbing, et cetera. And then they're back on the mats and then they're enjoying yeah. the journey again. Yeah, a system of a system of path to restoration or repair. Yeah. So like I, the amount of people I talk to do Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu don't have health insurance is crazy. Now, I, I messed around. It's Americans? No, no. It just Even Aussies? Anyone, anyone. Because, I mean, in my 20s when I was doing Taekwondo, I did get a bunch of injuries and when I was pretty much faced with knee surgery, that's like, you know, that's when I was like, I need to get up on some health insurance. Also here in Australia, it's way cheaper than America. So I understand it's a much more complex We're thing. more fortunate in that with regard. Our, with our US cousins. So, but reason why I say this is if you're an instructor and you have a physio and you have a routine for looking after your body, it, you know, it's like having kids. Kids don't give a shit about what you say. They look at what you do. They're little... Uh, replicating machines if they see that you're like ah oh, i'm all banged up better have another beer they're just like oh well that's that's what you do right and and this isn't to um make any coach that's injured feel bad if you're listening to this but it it's difficult to tell someone to do something if you are not doing it yourself and if you don't know what that is like i know for sure i've learned so much from my injuries and having to go through the process of rehab that I can tell someone, hey, man, that injury is, you want to stay away from that motherfucker because that took forever to come back from. Now, obviously, everyone heals differently, but having a system to deal with it, which is like having health insurance. We all pretty much heal. Like, we actually are we're pretty much the same there, right? Like, yeah. In terms of the healing part, like... Yeah, yeah. It's pretty... Like, yeah, if you've been through the thing and you can say to someone, man, I had that, Don't. and you can speak from experience, like, that is so it's powerful. Just, yeah. For the... Stu- yeah, like... And so I think you're going to say, dude, I had that. I didn't do it right. Don't make the same mistake I did. Mm. 
go see our physio, this person, do some stuff. Here's a couple of exercises I know are really good. See what the physio thinks. You can do it here. Like you give them that, oh, thanks coach, you're a legend. Yeah, it's a relief. Yeah, but I would say most coaches, because they feel inept in that conversation, like they actually don't know what to say. They don't have a physio for the team. They don't have a system. They don't have a system. They've not really been very good at looking after themselves. So when the student says that, the coach is like, ah, oh, yeah, that sucks, hey? Hey, but it just, you know, just train around it. Try not to use that arm so much. Like, and then and that's, that lens, just, just show up. Just come back. Just keep coming. Yeah. And it's like the student's like, all right, I'll take that advice. And then the student is like, no, this is fucked. It is a short-term approach. Right. Yeah, and it's actually, it's the coach is trying to protect the relationship and the business. But, but in doing so, they're destroying the, the relationship and the business, yeah. <laughs> yeah. you know? Yeah, it's, it's really tough. I guess the thing is you don't have to get a really fucking terrible injury to have these things in place. In the same way, if you have a gym and you're sick of cleaning the mats every day or whatever, you can get a cleaner in. It's, it's very similar. I believe this is they're something... They're called white belts. <laughs> yeah, those guys. Well, I mean, sometimes it's the senior belts too, depending on the gym. But uh, you could just find out, oh, I'll just find a physio in the area and talk to them and be like, are they cool? Are they not cool? So that way you've got someone to refer to. And in the same way, you make a little corner where people can come and do rehab. I think this turning a blind eye like, oh, you never get injured when you do jujitsu. It's just a fucking joke. You're like, no, come in. You know, like, <laughs> like someone ruptures their like catastrophic knee thing. <laughs> Coach is like, I'll get an ice pack. <laughs> Exactly, right? You know, we're trying to do whatever we can, but we already know. Like, we're not innocent to it. We're fucking eyes wide open. You can come in and do your rehab here and still make the habit of coming to the gym. Yeah. I think that would be a great step. If every gym had a little area. Yeah. It doesn't have to be a gym. Couple bands, pull up bar. Yeah, like couple weights. Hang out, chat, chat with the team, see the technique. Do you a bit of rehab? Keep the consistency of showing up here at 5.30 p.m. every Monday, Wednesday, Friday. Keep the connection. And now that might sound like a luxury because obviously many gyms just have a mat. But if you can just garner out, like carve out like a couple of square meters for the, the, the wounded warriors to do their thing, I believe that that's going to go a long way to keeping people as members compared to just kind of ignoring it. Absolutely. And especially, like imagine you got a, a relationship with a physio and you tell the physio that, hey, I'm going to be sending my, my, my members to you. To you. Um, I, what I would like you to do is to advise that they come and do their rehab at the times when they would normally train jiu-jitsu. Mm. Physio's like, great, I can do that. Yeah. And so when the physio says then, hey man, here's your little rehab program. Yep. What days you train? Okay, cool. I want you to do this at those sessions. Yeah. And it's like, that's a fucking really easy, simple solution. Everyone stays in the game. It's mad. It's good for the physio because they know that they've got surefire line of clients forever. Yeah, that's right. Because they've got a connection to yep. a jiu-jitsu gym. But also, they're not just saying to the, the jiu-jitsu folks, oh, just quit that weird BJJ thing you do. Yeah. No, it doesn't make sense. People aren't going to do that. So, yeah, I think taking that step, which even if you have no idea about any of this stuff, you're hearing this and you have a gym, taking that one proactive step is going to make a, a huge difference to people's experience and them staying connected to the gym yeah absolutely injuries are a part of the game if you're leading a jiu-jitsu community you need to know just as much about injuries as you do about the jiu-jitsu techniques you're teaching yes sir and you are experiencing the injuries because we all do mm. like tell that story and lead 
lead that part of the story too. Mm. You know, and be like, cool, this is what I'm doing. This is how I'm managing it. Yeah. You know, because that, like, you are, like, people will copy your behavior. Definitely. And look, if you're a jujitsu coach out there and you have, you don't know any physios and you're not sure, you can always reach out to us. We know a bunch of people. We might be able to connect you. Absolutely. And um, just off the back of that, we do whatever we can to help. So if it's not in our lane to help you, like you're not at that stage where we can help you with uh, your your process of getting back to the mat, we can help connect you with somebody. You know, we can kind of point you in the right direction, give you some resources. And that way you're not kind of ignoring it and then six months later you have to get surgery. Maybe it's something preventable. But um, we appreciate you folks. And what we want to quickly say is that when one good turn – deserves another and so when someone does give you that sweet connect whether it's like uh, a physio a mechanic maybe it's like a great podcast recommendation oh, yeah man you know something sweet boom you're like man i want to pay them back and we would greatly appreciate if you guys would not only follow and subscribe but give us a rating if you're listening to this on spotify or wherever you happen to listen to this jump in and give us a five-star rating because it helps us so much in connecting with more good people like yourself that would be the little sweet boom give us the little knuckle bump that helps us please do it we appreciate y'all what's up